I'm Beatrice, your host of the Let's Talk Relationships podcast. Join me and my guests as we explore all things related to singleness, dating, and relationships. Together, we'll hear from real, everyday people and a few professionals and their experiences with self-growth, heartbreak, modern-day dating, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're here for the long haul, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Relationships. I'm back, and I've got a really good friend of mine here today. It's going to be a really great one. His name is Dwayne Steezus is what he goes by. Um, and we've had so many killer conversations over the past since we've met. How long? How long has it been now? A couple months. I mean, it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't been. It hasn't too even long. been a year. No. Um, but we we like instantly got into like deep conversation when we hung out, and I'm like, okay, when I start a podcast, you're going to be on it, and look where we are today. Look you're at on us. it. You're like one of my first guests. Let's go. I'm <laughs> We're here honored. sipping some wine and enjoying company. Yes. So, um. We're going to get right into it. I brought him on because I really want to make sure that we are really talking to men and talking about kind of what their struggles are with relationships and how their what their perspective is on dating and all of all of the above. And so I really want to get that perspective from you. And I know we've talked a lot about like the work that you've done to kind of grow and to mature in your own and really know who you really are and how that's affected how you date and all that. So that's kind of where I want to start. I want to get deep and then we're also going to talk about who knows? We'll see where this is going to we'll go. See where we don't it even goes. know. We got <clears throat> we got a couple heavy pours. Of, I know. We uh, like opened wine. a bottle of wine, and I I was like, ooh, I like haven't poured a bottle a glass of wine in a long time because it's a it's a heavy pour. It's a heavy pour. We might get so we might get a little way. tipsy, yeah. and we might who knows what we're going to talk about. That may that may add a little spice <laughs> to the so conversation, little. but I'm here for it. Nah, thank we, you for having me. I'm I'm honored to be one of your first guests. I know when. We initially met, where was it at? Uh, Great White? Yes, it was Great White. Oh, then we went bowling. Yeah, we went bowling immediately after. You guys had come from somewhere prior to that, though. Rams game. There it is. That's where it was. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that first first night when I came and met up, we had a a really good conversation. And obviously, I knew at the time that you were wanting to do the podcast thing, but it was still very early. And to see what you're doing now and to have you, you know, invite me on, it's, it's really, it's an honor to... Be here, but it's dope to see it kind of come to life. You know, I know. The, Thank the you. conversations that you have with people and people talk about their dreams or their ideas and things that they want to do. And it's really cool to see people realize those dreams. So this is this is really great. So I just want to give you your props Thank before we you. start. And say it congratulations. Is, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it is really hard to put yourself out there and to share your beliefs and your thoughts and all that. And so it's definitely scary, but I'm excited to see where this takes me. For so, sure. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Yes. Thank you. Preach already. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. And man, this year I've been challenged with that a lot. So yeah. lots of, lots of discomfort. Just getting used to it. You, just, you know what? Yeah. You just got to like, take it I've, I've put like a little pillow down and a little blanket and I'm like, there okay, we're just going to, we're going to settle down in the discomfort zone. There it is. is we're right. here hey, now. We're we just, here. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nothing we can do about it. You we just got to embrace here. it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I just want to know more about, like, share with the people kind of your journey over the last couple of years, because I feel like that's what we talked about. You felt like you really grown into your own and and got, probably got very uncomfortable and had to really face yourself. Um, and what were the things that you kind of overcame in terms of that? Yeah, for sure. I um, I feel like a lot of people had to do quite a bit of self-reflection when COVID hit and oh, yeah, we were all sure. self-isolated and 
there were things that I feel like a lot of people had to just come to terms with because yeah. you really at that moment in time, whether you're alone or you're with just close company and the confinements of your own space, it was a lot to process because we were all so disconnected, mm-hmm. but we were yearning for that connection. And, you know, obviously yeah. people with social media mm-hmm. and trying to almost just sweep what was actually happening under the rug. Yeah. And I think for me as an individual, I've always been pretty introverted, but I don't mind spending time with myself or spending time with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I've always sort of fallen into that as my safe space. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child. Uh, Whenever there's tension or things that are happening, I tend to sort of go into my my shell um, and I just kind of become a recluse. And it can be it can be detrimental sometimes, depending on how deep I go into that that darkness. But I do like the time alone to think about the things that I've done, the things that, that mm-hmm. I want to accomplish, and just life in general. So I uh, I have, without going too deep into it, I've been <laughs> through quite a bit in my life. Um, most notably, I'd say within the last decade. But for me, I'm no stranger to adversity or overcoming things that may seem trivial to some, but might be deeply rooted in, you know, some other insecurities or things of that nature. So I dive in head first. Um, It hasn't, excuse me, it hasn't always been like that for me. I think it's obviously come with maturity and just life experience. I don't really feel like maturity comes from age. I really do think it's just life experience. (laughs) No, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) So I think I've definitely had to mature because of the circumstances that I've I've been dealt. And with that, it takes a lot for especially a man. And Mm -hmm. and I can speak from my my perspective, a black man in America to allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's not something that we're taught necessarily, especially by society standards. You know, you're, you're supposed to not really show emotion or have feelings or really be in a space that could be viewed as vulnerable. And I think having gone through that and having gone through a lot of things in my life that don't necessarily feel great, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, not only connects you with so many other people and so Mm, many other walks of life, sure, but it also is one of the strongest things you can do because you, you're not necessarily surrendering and waving the white flag. However, you are showing human emotion and, you are then allowing yourself to be open to receive the help that you might not necessarily ask for because your pride gets in the way or your ego gets in the way or things of that nature. So for me, I had to sort of strip myself of the ego and put my pride to the side in a lot of different ways to, I guess, really overcome the obstacles that I had sort of created in my mind, whether that be in, you know, dating and relationships Mm -hmm. or, financial situations or living spaces, just whatever, you know, whatever category it it falls into. um, I really just, I don't have any other choice but to make things happen and to really get to the root of what's going on in my life. So if I'm having a lot of turbulence in dating and, you know, things seem to be following a similar path with multiple people, if I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. in that dating space, in that dating headspace, then it's like, okay, what is the common denominator? It's me. Yeah. What am I projecting or what am I putting out there that is attracting this in 
it might be in a different form factor, but it's yeah. still the same energy. For sure. And I think a lot of times we aren't comfortable going within and asking no. ourselves those questions because it's so much easier to project on the other people For and say, sure. what, okay, what, what are they doing? Why is, why is it not working? What are they doing that is causing this disturbance instead of, okay, what am I doing or what can I do differently yeah. or, you know, whatever it might be. And No, for sure. And I, I feel that like, that is the hardest thing is for us to look and turn to look at ourselves because it's so much easier to be like, well, that person was like this. I wasn't yep. compatible with this person. This person had this quality that I didn't like this, you know, right. and after a while you're like, yeah, but there's been like seven failed situations exactly. in front of me. Like you have to really get to the point where you have to ask yourself like, like, well, what? part am I playing in this? And right. that's when the work begins. I exactly. feel like yeah. that's really the, when the work begins. And I feel like you open yourself up to so much at that point because it's, and it's not, it's not fun. I'm going to tell you all now it is <laughs> not fun. That has been like my nope. last two years and oh my God, to really face yourself and to face your own, like just your own insecurities and like things that are coming out projecting that you don't even realize are happening. Right. It's just like icky. It's just yeah, icky. It's like icky. you're just like, oh, like, I don't, I don't want to look at it and see it. But definitely, I just like that's where the growth happens. I think that's where you get more meaningful relationships out of it. Right. And like, I think it's just the pathway to, to growth and to maturity and to, into all of that. Absolutely, I think that it, it's it's interesting because you know, obviously, we both are, are dating and single in LA. Yeah. And this is so fun. Love it. This is <laughs> one of the best places to find love. Best. It's everywhere on every corner, just waiting for you to grasp it. <laughs> but I, I know that as we continue to move through this wonderful world of dating, whether it be through the apps or meeting people um, in the wild or being set up by friends, it's interesting to connect with people and to see where they are in their journey. Yes. And when you meet people that are on a similar path or have a similar level of understanding, it's such a breath of fresh air. It is. But then you also, and I can only speak from my perspective, but let me, let me know how you feel about this. When you meet people on that same level, sometimes it feels like you don't want to ruin the joy that is the friendship by stepping into the dating space. Because if you do and it doesn't work, mm. it's very difficult to go back to that initial friendship. It so is. And I know I totally understand this, but like then it poses the thing. It's like the best relationships are friendships. Like yeah. they start out as really good friendships, you know? And it's like, are we doing ourselves a disservice by like, oh, what mm -hmm. a good friend. I don't want to cross the line. And I, it's like I get both sides of that right. too. And it's like instead we go for people that are just not like, you know, I feel like that's something I've been asking myself a lot lately. Yeah. Like, can I just be friends with this person? Like, yeah. do would I want this person in my life just to be a friend? Like, right. can I go to them? Can I, can they console me? Can I go to them with hardships, with great things when I get a promotion or when something great yeah. happens in my life? Like, do I, who do I want to call for? Like, exactly. is, can I, can I bring that joy to this person and like share it with them? And like, and so I don't know. I feel like the best relationships are friendships. They start as friendships. Right. And I just feel like in our, I, I saw a podcast, a podcast, I saw a, a video the other day where, where a guy was saying that he's like, it's like we often go into dating and we just go right into dating, right into the romantic stuff, the dates, the all that stuff. And he's like, we miss the friendship side entirely. And then, of course, you have the endorphins and the chemistry and all that's like, you know, yeah. high. But then <laughs> you realize you're like six months down the road, you're like, I don't even want to be friends with this Bingo. person. Yep. Because all the dopamine's kind of wear off, you know. 
And it's just like, are we just doing dating wrong? That is such a great Like, I just feel that way. I'm like, I'm on all these dating apps and I'm like, are we just doing this wrong? Like, I don't want to make out with you on date one. I just want to know if I like you. Like, do I want to hang out with you? You know, like... Maybe I want to make out with you, but maybe I don't. Like, like, I don't know but yet. Like, I don't know yet. Like, I don't even know you. And I feel like there's so much pressure right. on like a first date. Like, you know, like it's got to be something big. And it's just like, oh, my God, do we just have it all wrong? Is this why we're in so many failed relationships? You know, I think so. And it's as we get older, too, you start to see people that are coming out of their first divorce. Oh God, I and know. So many of, friends of mine. <laughs> that wave of, okay, now we're in that age group where people are coming out of this and they're a little jaded, but then you're also now that is sort of your dating pool and you have to think, you have to think about that in the sense too. Now it's okay. Not only are you potentially taking that, that baggage on from, I don't want to call it baggage, but you're taking on that energy from their past relationship Mm -hmm. that could potentially have children involved. And that's when you really start to have to, that's when you really have to ask yourself, Okay, I could spin. I think there was a there was a quote in the movie Friends with Benefits as one of my like favorite rom coms. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and he's like, it's not about who you want to spend Friday night with; it's who you want to spend Saturday morning with. Oh, okay. You think about it from that perspective yeah. of yeah, can I not even necessarily wake up together, but yeah, Saturday morning I'm going through my routine, yeah. or I want to go to the farmers market or get lunch or whatever. Would I want this person to share that experience with me? Yeah. That if the answer is anything other than a hell yes, it's probably not probably what not, you yeah. want to to dabble into. And obviously we are single and in the space of, you know, having fun and doing what whatever excites you. But when it comes to dating with intention, I think you have to you have to ask yourself those questions. In those initial stages and not be afraid to go down the path of friendship first mm-hmm. and just seeing how you two interact as humans yeah. on a human to human level. From there, that's when you start to do the checks and balances and see if yeah. things can progress. But I have done that pretty pretty much my entire adult dating life. And I will say I've been single for pretty much my entire <laughs> adult dating life. I don't know you can take that one way or the other but you know um. see that poses the question like this is me I talk about a lot too it's like when you're dating or you're going on dates or you're on the apps or whatever sometimes right away you know right Mm -hmm. and I feel like do we just keep giving people chances over and over because I can see the other side of it is if you're going the friendship route well then sure you should be hanging out a couple times to see if it could be anything but on the flip side it's like Sometimes you just know right away. And I feel like I always want to be like, oh, should I just like, maybe I'm being too harsh or maybe mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and I don't want to say no right away. But it's like lately I'm like, no, it's a no. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to have 15 yeses. I just need like one good one. But I'm curious <laughs> how you feel about that because I'm like, I don't know. I think a woman's intuition is way stronger than a man's. Thank you. I mean, so, I wasn't going to say it, but you said it coming from a man's mouth. <laughs> I mean, I just got to keep it a buck. That's, yeah, that's how I feel. I think the... That is your initial gut reaction. You should always follow it. Yeah. If it's a yes, follow it. If it's a no, follow it. I think when we put our minds into the pot after that initial reaction mm-hmm. and we try and sway ourselves mm-hmm. one way or the other or talk ourselves into believing something that we know just in our nature isn't correct, 
that's when things just go awry. Yeah, they go away. I just yeah, I wholeheartedly feel that. And I learned a really hard lesson this last year, mm-hmm. dating someone that I was like, it was a, it was like, Ugh, like from the beginning, mm-hmm. but then still kind of like, oh, but you know, maybe, right. and learned an unfortunate hard lesson. But w- with that, it's like, and because you hear people saying like, no, don't be so harsh, don't be so picky, you know. And I, I understand, I understand where they're coming from in mm-hmm. saying that because yes, yeah, some things like. Like women being like, he has to be six foot tall. Well, honey, there are not that many six foot tall women out there, uh, men out there. Like, if that's going to be your only standard, up, like, you'll be single or dating douchebags. Yeah, I don't know what I to mean, tell you. Like, well, okay. Well, first, <laughs> let, let me correct you. I'm six five, and I like to think that I'm not one of those douchebags. So I know. Let's not generalize, but I'll let you continue. I take it back. I take it back. Maybe a couple douchebags thrown okay. in there. We not all sprinkle douche- them in. Sprinkle them yeah. in because they're out there. Okay. Um. I forgot what I was even, <laughs> I was even saying. Oh, about okay, yeah, yeah. I'm back. Yes. I'm back. I'm back. Bring it back. Bring it back. The wine's getting to me already. Oh, um, <laughs> no, just about like really trusting your intuition. Like mm. I don't. I sometimes I think you'll go on one date and you'll kind of know. You're like, hmm, I wasn't really excited yeah. about it, and it's easy just to walk away and say no. But I often find that we try to find excuses because he's a nice guy or he's good looking or mm-hmm. X Y Z, and we're like trying to find reasons to want to go on a second or third date. And I'm just like, no. Right. Now, like, do you think that comes from wanting to put somebody in the position of partner that you have created in your mind? Or is that because you actually see something in that individual? Because hmm. I really feel like there we all have it. If we're if we're single in the mindset of dating and looking for a partner, mm-hmm. we have the, the only way I've really been able to equate it to like make sense is it's an unlocked character in a video game. Okay. So you have would. this. Stay with me. I'm, I'm, stay I'm with, with you. Me. I'm here. When you're like, in, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but let's hear me out. When you, I think back when I was a kid, like Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. you would go through, it would show the characters on the screen, but there would be certain ones that were grayed out. Yeah. But if you highlighted it, it would sort of show you the silhouette of who it was. Mm-hmm. And that would be like, you know, there's an unlockable character here. Yeah. Stay with me. Um, I am, <laughs> I'm here. I'm with you. <laughs> so I think when it comes to dating, we all sort of have this idea of what that character is yeah. next to us is going to continue down the journey of life with us. As we're dating, <laughs> we're almost subconsciously trying to see if this person fits into the mold of that character that we've created that we know or want to believe is out there for us but we don't know until we know yeah and i feel like sometimes we're like okay i feel a little glimpse of something here maybe if i keep going down this road Mm -hmm. that might become a little bit more apparent Mm -hmm. and it can help me fill out and see if this is what fits in this mold so i think that's what tends to happen when it's like First couple of dates are fine, but it's mm-hmm. nothing that's like over the top. Yeah. And because it's fine, it's not bad. So you're like, oh, let me keep, let yeah. me see if there's something here. And then you keep going, but it's not necessarily what you really, really, really want. Yeah. Because that individual might just not have it. Yeah, it just might not be it. Yeah. And I wonder if that leads us down the road to settling. Exactly. Because the that's thing is, where, that's, that's my where roundabout. That, yeah, like, see, yes. that's where that goes. Because <laughs> the thing is, we'll say, We'll say, hey, yeah, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. Like, he's so nice. He was so sweet. You know, like, you'll find a couple things you liked about him. You're like, right. so I'll, just, I'll give it another go and, and another go. And you just kind of keep going down that road. And sometimes he's nice enough and mm-hmm. you kind of get attached. And then you're with them for six months. 
you know, when yep. at the beginning, if you just said no, <laughs> because you're like, I, I feel like I want to take this mentality of like, if it's not a hell yes, and I'm not like, That's oh my gosh, yeah, yeah like, yeah. this is incredible. I don't know if this is going to mm-hmm. go anywhere, but like, this is a hell yes, then everyone else is a no, yep. you know, and it's not a maybe. I don't, I don't want maybes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just at the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't want a maybe. I'm too old right. for maybes. Like, I had a lot <laughs> of time in my 20s to be like, yeah, let me see, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like time is so precious and a maybe to me is a no. Yeah. You know, but that's also the beauty in that too, is I think as we become just more open with our communication yeah, and from both sides, male and female, when you meet somebody that's like pretty rad, but not necessarily what you want in a partner romantically, Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to date for new friends as well. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm notorious you, for this. Because <laughs> it's not necessarily like friend zoning. I think that comes with a different, it's got its own connotation yeah. to it as well. But I, I really think that there's so many wonderful women that I have connected with and whether or not we, we've had you know fun or whatnot, I do still feel there's value in just those friendships yeah. and not necessarily having it move into a space of dating for an extended period of time or flying. whatever it might fruit be. Fly we got a little fruit fly here that is just like <laughs> having its way with us. Um, Good thing we're not on video. No, but I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm notorious for that too, because I'll go like on the apps and I'll go on a date, maybe two with someone. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it like romantically or like, there's not really chemistry for me, but like they're awesome people. And mm-hmm. I'm like, always drop in the line like, hey, you're probably not the one for me, but like I enjoy you. Like I enjoy your company. I think you're awesome. If you're cool to be friends, like I'm open to friendship and just like hanging out. And majority of the time they say yes. I was going to ask. Okay. Well, yeah. How is that received? I feel like it goes it goes one of two ways. Of well, course, maybe three ways. Okay. Oh. So one, they're just like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, cool. Straightforward. You're like, I don't want more Communication. friends. Done. Boom. Easy. Have a nice life. Yep. The other two is they're really down to be friends. And then they're really down to be friends with the slight with hope the that it's going to turn it. And I can tell that they're they're like, but maybe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, not what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's and a, that, that's, a that's a tough one because yeah. it's like, and then it's like, I don't want to lead them on. So right. then if me, then it goes like me hanging out with them, we'll lead them on. And yeah. so sometimes I just have to kind of make the decision and like, okay, well, I'm sensing that you're not, like you're kind of still into it. And mm-hmm. so- I just try, I don't, I won't push at that point. Like I won't try and be friends, you know? That's something that's but it's obviously hard. interesting. It's, it is different to navigate as a woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to really be, that's when you have to, your spidey sense has got to be at a hundred percent. Cause yeah, <laughs> I, it, it's, that's something I really want to learn from you as well mm-hmm. when it comes to those decisions. Cause it's easy for me as a male to say, well, it's about communication, but I do think that, I have a certain level of maturity and a certain level mm-hmm. of understanding where I can have communication without emotions getting too involved and yeah. things like that. But I do know that not everybody operates that way. No. Especially not men. So it's it's one of those things where when you are when you're dating and you're going on dates and you're meeting people and you know, things feel a little more in the friendship zone, how do you navigate doing that in a safe way? Like obviously if you're dating these people, you don't feel some type of way when you're around them, you feel a little little bit safe, but these are still strangers. Mm -hmm. So is there a, not necessarily a formula, but how do you communicate in a way that feels respectful enough to give them, you know, your truth to what it is that you're feeling, but Mm -hmm. also 
in an, in a way that's like genuinely wanting to be a friend, but making sure you're good and, and don't have to put your guard up or be too, I guess, I don't even know what the, the phrase or like the term I would look for is, but I just, when you are making those decisions mm-hmm. as a woman who's dating currently, do you feel like you have to sort of put a guard up or are you just very open and honest and hope that they can receive it in a way that's in, that you're intending to deliver it? I think it's more that. I don't okay. feel like I have to put a huge guard up um, unless like I've told them I just want to be friends and they try to make a pass at me later. Like then I'm like, oh, okay, we were very clear. <laughs> but I just feel like really clear communication, like very clear. <laughs> yeah. Because I what I've noticed is men will sometimes you'll be clear and they'll like but and they'll try to find some loophole around it and you're like let me bring it back this is as clear as i'm getting and this is as straight as i'm getting mm-hmm. um and so i feel like that's it's just being really clear and i think for what i've noticed for a lot of women what they'll do is like well i don't want to hurt his feelings i don't want to be right. mean i don't want and i'm like no you're not being mean you're being direct You know, and it can be as simple as like, hey, I've had a really great time hanging out with you. I just wanted to be really straightforward with you. I didn't really feel anything romantic, although I still think you're a really awesome person. And I don't know if you're up for something like this, but I've been I've made really great friends through dating, you know, just through these apps. And I'm, you know, would love to be love to be friends moving forward if you're interested in that. And if not, totally understand. Have a great day. Kind of like do do your own thing. But I think being really clear um, and then even with guys that try to kind of get around it, um, you know, it's it's reiterating again, like telling them like, hey, look, I've made it really clear that I just want to be friends. And if you right. feel that you can't do that, then we can't hang out. Like yeah. it's got to be very cut and dry. And that's not being rude and it's not being mean. No, 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 no. And and so I think that's what I've noticed. Like I've heard from a lot of girlfriends, they'll kind of, you know, like dance around it. I'm like, no, don't dance. That's not helping anyone. It's not. Like you just, ladies, you just have to be direct. <laughs> like it's not, you know. I um I kind of going to say this out loud. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. <laughs> so my girlfriend Janelle, she calls them. I can't even remember. They're called Nickmos. <laughs> have you heard Nick-mos. of a Nickmos? I have not. They're like basically. Uh, this is going to come out of my mouth. This is going to be everywhere on the internet. But it's like a <laughs> like just a little makeout. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so like not going to go anywhere. You probably don't even know the guy very well. But like even with. <laughs> A little Nickmo. I forgot what it stands for. Janelle, you're gonna die. I don't remember what it stands oh for. My it's, like, it's like a whole acronym. Like it's a it it stands for some for something. Oh, I, I need wish to know this. I now. could tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in like some chat somewhere. So I remember it. But um, even with that, I like re- recently, unfortunately, had this happen, and uh, I was like, I don't know how to make this more clear to you, but like, this is a nut. This is a not this going. Is a this. <laughs> I wish I had told him that. <laughs> it wasn't my best moment. It was not my best moment. I thought about that later and I was like, yeah, I didn't really need to do that. But here we are. Um, we're being transparent, y'all. Even as a Christian, this is the That's reality. What it's about. This is this is real life. This is real life. Um and I remember telling him, like, look, don't get attached. Like, I'm just straight I'm telling you straight ahead. Like, this is fun make out session, then goodbye. Right. And he even then was like, oh, well, like, we could have fun. And he was just trying at every uh, angle. And I was like, look, brother. Like, I don't know how else to put this to I was like, don't get attached. I'm like, because what's going to happen is you're going to hang out. And then you're going to get attached. And you think this is going to go somewhere. And it's not. And I don't know how else to tell you this. I was like. You sound no. like a guy right now. <laughs> I sounded like such a guy. And 
I showed my friend this text message and she was like, B, I'm like, I know I actually did this, but hey, it was super clear. Yeah. He got the message. I was like, I was like, there's just no hope. So like, don't, you know. <laughs> you see that? I told him before this isn't going to go because he knew. Oh, I was like, look. No. Oh no! But, okay, <laughs> you told the man there was no hope. Okay, because he wasn't getting the message. <laughs> oh, so I was like, "Look, there's no hope." He's like, "What do you mean there's no hope?" I was like, "Look, I already told you this was never going to go anywhere." And so I like straight up was like, "Okay, look," I was like, "I'm not looking for fun. I'm not that type of girl. I'm like, it's not looking for anything short term. Uh, you're not Christian, so it can't be a relationship. So really, there's nothing that this can be. Do you see where this is going?" <laughs> Okay, not that you could be that direct, wow. but I was that direct. I mean, you, if, if you had tried to... You were, like, to, jokingly saying it, but still, he eventually... You were jokingly saying it. I don't think he took it as a joke. No, he did. He was like, ha-ha, and he put an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but <laughs> that's exactly... I'm sure I heard, I'm sure I hurt him. A l- I didn't hurt him. I was clear nah, from the beginning. Yeah. If he didn't understand that from the beginning, that is not my problem. That was very, very clear. Okay. So, but it. I'm just saying again, I went back and it was super clear because I was like, I, we already explained this the day before, talked about this, the situation, this is never going to be anything. And he didn't quite understand. He's like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, no. <laughs> so that's just an example of that's being example. super clear. And I did not hurt his feeling because the reality is there is no hope. And I was very clear about that before. I respect it. So you got your makeout session. You're out of there. <laughs> So just random. Little, just a little Nickmo. No just big a deal. Nickmo wasn't a big I, deal. I, I have no idea what that means, people, but we're running with it. We're gonna run with it, and I will eventually figure out what that. With that. Eventually, um, yep. I'm just actually. Yeah, I should probably stop saying that because I don't know what I could potentially was be like, getting myself what is it into. It's like NCMO Nickmo, something non non committal makeout. Non committal makeout. Yes. Yes. Nickmo, guys, non-committal makeout. That's totally what it is. Okay. Wow. All you had to do was give me the letters. I'm thinking like actual Nickmo. I'm like, I don't know. That's a lot of. That's a lot of words. Word. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Give me the NCMO. That's oh my goodness. Bada boom, bada bang. I mean, let's be really, guys. We have all done it. I mean, that's a big part of dating. That's not to be. There's nothing to be ashamed of or upset about. I think that. When you are a young, attractive person in the dating pool, sometimes you have those makeouts or just the, those little like fun <clears throat> sessions that you know going into it aren't going to turn into anything. No. And I think as long as the communication is there, mm-hmm. you're open about whatever the situation is from the beginning. I think that as two consenting consensual adults, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. As long as you are, again, upfront from the beginning. That's all good. When the communication is a little muddy and there's no discussion of what intentions are, I think no, and that's I think people get. That's where things go bad. Like obviously, and obviously, follow your values. Like I, for me, I'm not going to just sleep with anyone. That's not a thing that I do. But it's like, yeah, that's like off the table. So for Mm -hmm. for everyone else listening, that's off the table for you. Then yeah, that is a problem for you. (laughs) A makeout session here and there, not a big deal. But not that I did that often either. But it's like. Yeah, just communicating that before. And I think that goes for everything. Like, what are your intentions? What are you out there dating? Because I feel like this is where we get really in trouble is we aren't communicating what our actual intentions are, even in dating, even in all of that. It's like, be clear up front. 
look, I'm looking for something short term. Look, I, I'm not interested in this. Look, I want this in a relationship. I want – the more upfront you can be, the easier it is for someone else to walk away or to say, yeah, I'm up for that. But to blindside people I think is the worst. Yeah. It's not to be upfront of like who you are and what you're actually wanting. You know, and maybe that isn't a relationship and be okay with seeing that, right? you know, but be okay with people walking away. I think that's the part right there. That's the yeah. most important part of it is being okay with having your boundaries. I think there is a, a way to not mm-hmm. be so rigid about it in the beginning. I think that, yeah. that cause unless that they're also... your top, like if they're your like top things, I think that's mm-hmm. where you should be rigid. Of course. Yeah. You're non-negotiable. Yeah, you're non-negotiables never, are like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those need to be rigid. <laughs> yes. But I think in the delivery of mm-hmm. explaining what you're looking for, I think that it's also something to be had in the conversation because you might both be getting to the same point, but you might have a different way of getting there. Yeah. And I think that that's also just the big, that's the biggest part about communication. I think it's, it's just the back and forth and the dialogue mm-hmm. and allowing one person's intentions to be expressed yeah. and hearing and receiving those without listening to respond. Mm-hmm. I think it's more important to listen with the intention to understand and then formulate your response from that point. But I think that we get, in dating, and from what I've noticed, just in my perspective, we get a little cut and dry with our conversations in the beginning. And then we kind of talked about this off, off air. They just fizzle out before they can even turn oh, into yeah. anything. And I think there's just there's something missing in the the dating app world that we live in right now. Because For it's sure. so easy to fall into okay well the next best thing could be a swipe away Mm -hmm. you don't know and you also feel this false sense of having the world of dating at your fingertips because you see all these people and you see people you find attractive and you swipe them one way or the other in hopes that they might see and or find you attractive as well Mm -hmm. but until then you're just going to keep looking you're going to keep looking you might get a couple hits here and there a couple messages they fall by the wayside because you just keep looking. I think we've gotten into a weird space where we don't actually go through the process of getting to know people in we, the wow. early stages of dating. We it's just disposable. It's so sad. It I, really I honestly is. feel like I see so many amazing people single and I'm like, I don't understand this. Like, how are how is no one meeting anyone? You know, all the amazing people are jaded and just stay at, jaded home and and... stay at home. We don't leave our homes. We make really beautiful apartments and then we don't leave them. Exactly. Like, this is my problem. I love my apartment. And I'm like, I don't leave. Uh-huh. And I've been trying. But yeah. no, I, I totally agree with that. Like, because we were talking before we started recording. I'm like, oh, God, the. I got back on the dating apps, you guys. Mm. We're going to have a whole episode on dating apps. because That actually be. needs to be its own episode it's, entirely. It's own. We had to talk through it. But it's just, yeah, it's like so many conversations go nowhere. And I'm like, wait, this could have been something. Like, could have been. Could have been. And then I'm like, well, add someone else. Like, just yeah. moving on to the next person. And you just like, it's like a freaking conveyor belt of like really men is. just coming at me. And I'm like, can they hold a conversation? Nope. Next. Can they hold a conversation? Nope. Next. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't. Like, I just didn't realize that I don't want to keep meeting a bunch of people. Like, right. I don't want to keep meeting a bunch of guys. Like, I was at a church conference um, a couple – I think it's been a month now. And um, one of the speakers was saying, like, his theory on how we should date and find our spouse is just go on a bunch of dates. Just go on a bunch of dates and get to know a bunch of people. And I was like, I'm trying so hard to be open-minded. <clears throat> but I just really didn't agree with that. I was right. like, that's not the solution. 
Because we have, if I wanted to go on 17 dates, I could. Like, there's, that's not that hard. You go mm. online, want to go on a date on oh, Friday? Oh, for a woman. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's just, is, great. Friday yep. sounds good. Like, you could just, you know. So, I'm like, wait, is that really the answer? I feel like, no. Because, like, what you were saying is, like, no one's actually getting to know anybody. Right. Like, at all. And I feel like it's almost like we take dating too serious and not in serious enough. Like we take it too serious in the sense of like, well, I don't want to give the wrong impression or like, it's like, just go on a date. Like right. it's not the end of the world. Like figure it out. You know what I mean? Like we make the first date also a big deal, yeah. but then we also don't make it a big deal enough for where it's like, uh, whatever. I'm not really gonna get to know them. Don't ask the right question. So it's like, it's almost like, I feel like we. Yeah. It's a weird balance. Yeah. You, you don't really find the, <laughs> the balance of caring just enough mm-hmm. to where you actually ask the questions or. I think there's there's something to be said about those interactions where you meet people and it, the conversation just flows. Yeah. You don't even have to think about props, essentially, like what questions mm-hmm. to ask, all the small talk. It doesn't have to go super deep because then you fall into no. the, the category of almost trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. But I think there is something to be said too about those. Too, yeah. yeah, of course. There's something to be said about those interactions with people where it just clicks and it feels good. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first sign of a spark. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go in the direction of the relationship, but that in and of itself is such a, a valuable thing because it's yeah. very rare nowadays. It's so rare. To just connect with somebody <laughs> so initially. Rare. So, yeah, I think it, it, it then it doesn't feel good as well when it's you have multiple people across multiple apps or whatever. And it's just these little small conversations here and mm-hmm. there that you're just really trying to fill space. You're mm-hmm. not actually filling any void because only way that you could fill that void is by doing the work internally, yeah. which then you would realize having all these random people that you're just having little bits and pieces of conversations with don't actually really make anything of value in your life unless you're intentionally trying to interact with those people and get to know them on a human level. Mm-hmm. But until then, they're just a little picture on a screen in an app on your phone. I'm deleting Hinge. That was my confirmation. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> How many times have you deleted it? Like I mean, downloaded times. and deleted. Exactly. <laughs> no, but like just hearing you say that, I'm like, that's literally how I feel right now. I'm like, none of these conversations are going anywhere. Nope. And it's like, I was telling you earlier, I'm like, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, you look decent, except match. Oh yeah, sure. Match. Like I'm just like, I'll match with everybody. Not anybody. Cause they're, we have some standards. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, and we have like I've got the Christian filter on, which mm-hmm. doesn't always make a difference either. But so my <laughs> fil- my pool is even smaller, right? And then like the things I'm looking for makes it even smaller. But that is what but, you want. No, 100. percent Like so, just like the pool gets smaller and smaller. So even with accepting a bunch of people, it's like I'm having yeah these kind of random conversations that aren't really going anywhere. And mm-hmm. it's like, are they gonna go anywhere? Is it even right. worth a date? And it's like, I just don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do that, you know? Understandable. You know, yeah. but then you do it because you're like, well, if I don't do this, I don't meet anybody, even though See, it's like, that's, I don't. But, that, but that's the mentality, like, I'll get stuck into. It's like, yeah. should I, or, or you think, like, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? And you kind of feel like you should because mm-hmm. it's a great way to meet, great way to meet people, but you're not really meeting anyone. Like, yeah, that's the I point. You're not more, meeting anybody. Yeah. Like, I meet people more, like, I'm involved in, like, I do this outdoor workout class. I want to do volleyball soon. So I'm like trying to get involved in all these different things. And it's like, that's where I meet, end up meeting a bunch of people mm-hmm. is through that stuff. And it's like, that's way more meaningful. And than- you also know automatically you have at least one common interest with those. Exactly. People. Exactly. That, it takes a little bit of that barrier away of 
having to create all of those categories for your apps to find the algorithms to work for you. Um, I, I don't think that dating apps are doing us a service. We've had them for a decade I now. I have to agree. I do find <laughs> they can be beneficial if used in the way of looking for community. Now, mm-hmm. I think if you have certain apps where, you know, you can set your boundaries or you can set whatever it is and you can really find people like within your same space, mm-hmm. I think Raya is one that's fairly decent at that, where you can kind of go in and see people on the map that are close to you. And then you can search by common interests and things like that. It really helps in the sense of I've gotten to a point where I don't really get on the apps to pass the time anymore. So I don't get on the apps anymore because yeah. that's basically all that's it was. All it was just was. another. It was like, OK, let me Instagram. All right, cool. TikTok. All right. Raya. All right. Hint. Like, it's just a part of. Yeah, the, that's what I feel like I'm doing now. I'm like, oh, let me check Hint because I've already finished checking you, Instagram. Exactly. So now it's like, OK, you take that out of it. It's like, well, why am I even? What? Yeah. Why do I even have it? Why am I getting Literally. on it? Unless you do it, like I said, from the perspective of, OK, I you can set on uh, Raya, you can say here for friends and you can like genuinely go about it in a way that is more based on just finding like-minded people in a community and people that are into the same type of art as you or whatever it might be. When you really take away the, I have to find my person on these apps, take that element out of it. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of cool. But when you go into it and you're just like, I'm just going to say yes to things and just swipe and see if I can figure something out. It's just, it's always a disaster. Yeah. It never, it just never works out. Like, yeah, I've gone Mm -hmm. on some dates and that they're fine but it's, yeah, it's just, it just never works. It's very rare. I remember when Tinder became a thing. I think it was like 2013. Oh, what was that life was before the, that? What was life before that? It was that? so nice. Can we all just take a moment? Yeah, how did we? You just met people out and about. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I mean, I think that, <laughs> that trend of people like meeting someone at Home Depot, the, the videos and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'd like to meet you down the mm-hmm. aisle at Home Depot or at a grocery store, playing volleyball or at the beach yeah. workout or walking down. I'm at freaking Ocean Park all the time. Like, there are a lot of hot looking any, men with, you know, running and jogging. I'm like, should I start jogging? Right I'm going to start jogging. He's going to know why I started running. <laughs> I do think that that was, I mean, obviously, technology has changed things. You can't go into no. a grocery <laughs> store and see people standing in line without their phones in their face. So yeah. it's. It is a little different now where we are so connected, but so disconnected at the Mm -hmm. same time. And I think we have more just distraction when it was no cell phones and things were, yeah, Mm -hmm. things. I mean, obviously I, I'm an, I embrace technology. The reason we can make this podcast right now is because of technology and the advances. I'm not anti, I'm not saying take me back to the nineties. However, I'm just observing the fact that, yeah, when you didn't have all these things to distract you in your face at that time, you would say hello to the people next to you. You would spark up a conversation in the aisle of Home Depot. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit easier to just tap into that human connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas now our human connection is via these screens. Yeah, and they're not really and connection it's at not all. actually right. You just see these curated stories that people have put together for They're all curated. The it's all curated, no matter how much... No matter how real it is, there's still a little bit of production behind it. A little no bit. What. No like I, what. I hate filters. I don't like to use them. I'm like this is my face. If I'm tired, it's what it looks like. If mm-hmm. I'm not, if I'm got makeup on, it's what it looks like. 
but it's like even then it's like i'm only posting like the good things i'm not like you know yeah. but I have, I have a question too and pertaining to men in particular mm-hmm. do we feel like because of the nature of there's always something grass is green or i can always find someone do you think that's preventing men from actually doing the work and digging in deep and 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 because i feel like i will say not i'm not bagging on men i love men and i i do have a heart for them and compassion okay. because they were not taught a lot of the stuff that like i feel like they shoved down women's throats um, but I feel like women are so much more quicker to like, I'll read the book, I'll figure it out. They're way, we're like way more advanced when oh it comes God, to yeah. that. Yes. I also think that's why we see a, a bit, a lot of single men and women out there. Like, yeah. I think that's a big part of it because women are kind of advancing and not connecting to men on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if like this whole app thing, you know, is also part of that and why men just are taking their sweet time to like really get to know who they are internally and, and, and really elevate their emotional intelligence. Like I think that mm-hmm. there's a big gap there and um, between yeah. men and women. And I think that's, that's posing a big problem with relationships in 1000%. general. That comes from childhood. Women just advance faster than men just in all areas of life. Um, I'm sorry. Say, say that again. <laughs> <Not kidding. laughs> hey, no shame. In my I'm like, I'm, it's, it's real. Uh, I think. So it's it's interesting. Obviously, I'm only one guy out of billions, so I can speak from my own perspective only. But I do think that it is a big part of it. There are so many ways to have your needs met if necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you have even a little bit of an attractive nature to you, and if you can carry a conversation or at least spark up a conversation it's pretty easy to find someone to, you know, make out with to do what it is that you need to do that you want to get done. One thing that I do think is different in men and women. And I think there's a big reason why women are more open to doing the work is because women have a biological clock. Obviously that thing is taken from, you know, the beginning of time (laughs) with men. I feel like men have a financial clock. And I think that a lot of times men that aren't necessarily in their level of financial security that they would like to be or where they could see themselves, a lot of times it is difficult to jump into something that jump into something that would hinder them from continuing to go down that path. Now, I don't think that that's healthy, but I do know that there are so many stories that have been said that. Um, whenever a man is ready, they'll just pluck whoever's right in front of them. I always hear that. And it's not necessarily just that, but I do think there are so many factors that are underneath the surface that a lot of, one, men don't speak about. They internalize a lot of the times. And two, women just can't necessarily understand because it's we're just different in our natures. Yeah, for sure. I really feel like those two clocks have to sort of be in sync in order for those two individuals to come together at the right time. And that's why I feel like a lot of men get older, acquire a certain level of wealth, go kind of crazy, spending, uh, pulling in a bunch of young women, doing all these things because they're trying to make up for all the things that they couldn't necessarily do when they were younger Mm -hmm. and didn't have the means to do it. It's easy for a woman to get on the app and kind of swipe and find a date for Friday night. For a man, they have to one, obviously search and have a woman that's open to it, but then they have to make sure that their finances are set up as well to take this woman out to a day and to do it in a way that even if it is just dinner and drinks, let's do it in a way that is going to be viewed as a nice first date. 
want to make sure that I actually show this woman well. And we always kind of put our, I think women do it as well, but correct me if I'm wrong. We always put our representative out there first, oh, you know, those sure. first few months or those first Hello, few dates. Hello, my name's like, Beatrice, <laughs> which we shouldn't, but yes. But I everybody, yeah, you kind of let that representative drive the ship a little bit. So as a guy, you want to be a little flashy and, and not necessarily flashy, but you want to, you don't want to appear as broke, even if you yeah. are. You still want to be able to take this woman out for a nice day to do what you know you feel is necessary. So I think a lot of times guys, if they're not ready, it's not necessarily because they're not emotionally available. It's because they got a lot of other stuff going on that they might not even have uncovered yet. And they're still trying to figure that out. And it's not it's very difficult to. It's, it's you can't take you can't make an addict go to rehab. That addict has to want that for themselves. And I think when it comes to men and dating, you can't force a man to be ready. No. They have to kind of go through it themselves. You can steer them in a certain way, but a lot of times coming from a woman, that's also just uncomfortable and you don't want to say, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to. No, no, no. So I think what happens is a lot of men just kind of internalize those things and don't necessarily do the work and end up finding somebody that can help fulfill their needs until that person decides they want more and then they scurry to the next one. Do I know how to correct that behavior? Only in myself, because I've gone through those things and I've seen how unfulfilling it actually is. It's very empty when you're going down that route of just, you know, having fun with this person or having fun with that person. And there's nothing that actually gives you any type of actual joy it's it's very uncomfortable. So when you deal with that enough and you're finally ready, that's when those things start to become more prevalent of like, okay, I need to work on this. I need to figure this out. I yeah. need to see what's going on. But everybody hits that at different points in their life. And that's all based on the level of maturity and the life experience that you've had up until that point. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like, I think women, there's a point where like we we want, okay, we want men to be somewhat successful, whatever that may mm-hmm. be. Like, we don't want them to be like broke and can't even like pay rent, like, you know. Right. But I think, I think men think we want, like, you have to have the house and the car and the thing. And like, I don't think a lot of women care. Like, you want mm-hmm. it to, ah, like, certain women mm-hmm. care. But I think the majority, like, I, I don't need to date someone who has a house. I could care less. Do you own some? I don't care. Like, it doesn't I mean, mean there- anything. Because I think there's a part of, some women want to actually build with their partner. Right. And it's like, I don't need you to have it all together. I need you not to be broke. Yeah. And have some, some sort of financial stability, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't need you to have it all together because it's like, I think when you can have an amazing partnership, you can build that together. Like you get to build things together and support each other to get where we want to be. And I think sometimes men miss out on that because they want to just get all that on their own. It's like, they'd get there faster if they had someone helping in a partner. Yeah. But as a man, it is tough when you're, building and then you also have a partner that you know wants to build with you which that's very rare i will say to have someone want to invest in you but as a man i think it is a little it just society kind of tells us we're supposed to be at a certain place or yeah. we're supposed to do this mm-hmm. or even if you see the videos of i know they they pick the most outlandish ones but it'll be guys asking women um how much does a man need to make per year for him to have a chance with you. And we're like 500,000. And then they ask, what is the, right? What is the average income? And they'll (laughs) say, I don't know, like maybe 200. And they just don't even have an understanding. So I think there's just all of that. Obviously that's just one side of it. 
But I do feel like society puts a lot of pressure on men to oh, for sure. be financially stable for an individual. And I think it's it's almost mature, more mature to pull yourself from the dating pool if you know you're not there yet than going out and doing things and just trying to impress someone so you can get in their pants and then not actually want to travel down that road with them anymore. It's very selfish. And I know as a guy, that probably sounds crazy, but I just, I think that there is so much to be said about. It's totally selfish. It, I mean, of course. Yeah. But I, it's, it's the norm now. It, it's the sad norm now. Yeah. I think that's why we are where we are. Yeah. There's a lot on both sides. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough too, because there's so many, I, I got to tiptoe around how I talk I know, about. I feel, like, I feel the tiptoe coming. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> But there are so many. Women I just admitted to that... a Nickmo. Come on, I mean, like. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> All my crazy no, friends are going to be they're... like, oh, clutch the pearls. Clutch my pearls. I do think that there are a lot of women that are enabling this type of behavior as well. Well, that was going to be my next point: is as women, some women out there, not mm-hmm. everyone, but are we enabling it because we're accepting low standards to the to oh, a degree? The bar is, the in bar hell. is low. <laughs> That's one thing. And then we're enabling it because we're expecting like, I think we're, it's like we're expecting unrealistic things. I also feel like to some degree. Uh, so it's like we either have insane expectations that no one can keep up with, or we have the bar so low that any man can keep up with it. Yeah. He texted me like <laughs> he replied back to a text that you sent. Yeah. Quickly. And I'm like, Okay, it's See. nothing to applaud, you know, but it's like that sort of stuff. It's like, but oh I think my that God, that, the bar. Is, sometimes right. like, I'll hear myself saying it too, like, oh, like I'll say something just basic. Like, yeah, he like asked how I was doing or something. And I'm like, I hear myself and I'm like, well, shouldn't he ask how you're doing? Like, That's just common decency like, as a human to yes. wonder how someone and is it's doing. Just, I think we, we get so jaded and so like, there's just no one good out there. So the one guy that does something nice, you're like, you know and it's like that's so wild so as a woman in the dating space is that more are you more expecting a guy to be kind of an asshole or are you just like whatever it is and then when they actually end up being nice is that much like oh this is a a pleasant surprise it's more of a pleasant surprise that's so wild yeah we're just used to kind of like okay like yeah just not great (laughs) And then when you get someone, okay, but then here's the other, I was just talking to my friend Logan about this. I was like, see, the other problem is then you get the really nice guy Mm -hmm. and you're like, he's so nice, but I have zero. It's just too, they're too nice. And then you're like, what is too nice? Like just so sweet. Like, like just sweet, like a little strawberry, like, you know, like like a little strawberry. Cause then it's like. I think for me, I have a strong personality, right? I don't think I could do someone super sweet and like quiet. You don't have like... that strong of a personality, though. <laughs> I feel like I do. Mm. Like this is a lot. Not everyone can handle. Okay, what? Like, when you I say strong, dr- what do you mean? Just like energetic and like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I like to joke. I like you know. I'm. Okay. I, I, I can. Saying. I can yeah. banter with the right person. I can banter for a long time. I like right. a little wit. Like it's it's kind of a lot when I can get really into it, and yeah. I'm and I'm having a good day or whatever. And I feel like someone who's really sweet, like, I'm just like, I'm going to step all over you. Like, I just feel like I like I'm going to crush you. Yeah. Really? And so when they're too nice, like, think about like just the Mr. Nice guy. Like, 
then it's too nice. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is why I'm single. This is why I'm single. Oh, like, what is going no. on? I know. But then that, this, is, this becomes the dilemma. We're like, he's too nice. But why is, okay, that, so let's get into this. Because I've always wondered, like, what is it about being nice that then becomes a turnoff? It, it friend zones very quickly. And it's not even nice. It's like, okay, like this one. Okay, I have. Let's hear it, please. I was messaging please. this one guy and I was like, I, I ended up voice noting because it was just easier to do like voice notes. And I was like, oh, his voice is so sweet. Like, he's like, hi, Beatrice. Like, just very sweet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's fine, whatever. But then things like, I was like, oh, you live in Santa Monica. That's so great. Like, we're super close. He's like, oh, actually, like, I only put my location there because it's where I like to hang out. But I actually live in the valley. And I'm like, you might as well live out of state at this point, you know? Honestly, yeah. But uh, literally, I'm like, why would you do that? And I was like, yeah, you're like, you probably shouldn't do that because like i have a specific radius for a reason because i just don't think it's realistic to date someone hours away right. you know and then he his reply back was so sweet and it was like oh i'm so sorry like you know i totally understand if you you know if you don't want to you know continue on and and just like that and i was like i i know it sounds horrible i'm hearing myself and i was like i just it's too nice like i don't want you to be a jerk but like I don't even know how to explain it, my friend. So okay, that, so it's like it's that, like where they're too sweet. Where you like, I don't want to feel like I can walk all over you. I want to know that you will stand up against me. Like if I'm out of hand and I'm being a little outrageous, I need someone to be like, okay, look, I'm nice. Yes, but we have we you're being you're being ridiculous. But like sometimes the nice guy won't do that, and I'm like, mm. I just can't. Like I need to know that I can kind of butt up against you and know that I'm gonna get pushed back if if it's necessary. Like you know, and I feel like when someone's too nice. I'm like, I'm going to walk all over you. I already know. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Okay. Interesting. Is it's like, there's a part of me, like, not that I want to be corrected, but like. No, I feel like you want to, and maybe it's not just you. I think it's just all women. You want to feel like you can fall into your divine feminine. And yes. that masculine energy yes. is then going to be and able. And that, that we're talking about, that I feel like that is so missing also yeah. in our society today. And I think we fight it so much. Like I'm. I think I'm more of a traditionalist in, the, in that mindset, like mm-hmm. feminine energy and, and masculine energy. And I just like, that's just, for me, how God designed it. And it makes total sense. Like it works. Mm-hmm. Like we try to change it's it and I'm like, it works. This is yeah. what it was created to be. And, um, but I think that's part of it. It's like, it's the nice guy who's just soft. I'm like, I don't need you to be that soft. Like it's too, like there's, yeah. you, you got to be able to be a safe space for a woman, but she does want to feel strength and strength doesn't mean you're a jerk and you're like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like strength means like I can hold against you. Like if I needed yeah. to, like I can, you know, kind of be that like push if I ha- if I have to and know that you're not going to get kind of walked all over. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I, I don't find any issues in that. I do think that there is something to be said though about making sure you don't take anybody's kindness for weakness. Because I think there are some some instances where sometimes you have to be a little bit more gentle in initial spaces and yeah. things like that to be, I don't want to say accepted, but, you know, be well received. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that there are oftentimes, because this happened to me, where people, you are just, I'm just a genuine person. I'm a kind-hearted yeah. individual. I just You're like to make sure five teddy bear. I'm a big teddy bear. And so I give bear hugs. I've like, <laughs> I have definitely fallen into the space of people thinking that I'm too nice, especially when it comes to initial interactions and dating and things like that. 
but it's just because I'm very empathetic and yeah. I don't necessarily want to be seen as rigid or I, I take up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. I'm a big dude. I know I'm very, when people see me can be very intimidated. Yeah. So I do everything that I can to try and not make people uncomfortable. So maybe sometimes I go a little bit over mm. when it comes to being nice and caring and making sure people are good and all that, just because that's just where my heart is. Yeah. But then I've also been put into that box of, oh, he's too nice. And that's why I initially asked about that, yeah. that com- the question of putting, um, putting somebody sort of in that friendship yeah. zone, but too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, with you, I never felt that because I remember we had a conversation. You kind of called me out a little bit. You're like, mm, <laughs> on something I said. And so yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he can call me out. Like, so I didn't get that from you. Like, I know that you're like nice, but I didn't get that initially from you. Like, the, yeah. the like, I think it's different though. I think like, because this dude, I feel like, would never call me out. Like, really? I could just, I could sense it. I could He'd sense be like, it. well, maybe next time you could, you know, it's too nice. I'm like, mm. I didn't do it. See, so, okay. So that's my thing too. Is like, I, I am some, I, I internalize a lot of things. I spend a lot of time in my head. It's the worst. But I can see, because it's, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. Because oh. I can see different perspectives Same. when I it comes to situation. I overanalyze and think right. about every single I think scenario. Exactly. I'm and like, even if like later I walk away, I'm like, shouldn't have said that because mm, I thought about all the different scenarios all the thing, and right. how it could have come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like exactly. I see a million and one different outcomes. Yep. But I think, um, I forgot where I was going with that. What was I thinking? What was I initially saying? Um, I cut you off, sorry. You did, but it's fine. <laughs> That's what we're here. That's what we're here for. It's just a conversation. Um initially seeing different perspectives. Oh, when you were saying how he probably wouldn't correct you, would say something like that. I'm in that space a lot of times too, where I can see, I'll never correct my partner or somebody that I'm like intimate with in front of other people. Oh no. Yeah. That's a no. That's a big, no, I will no. always oh, hold that my is people a detriment down. To relationships. Yes. I see it happen and I'm like, don't do that in front of people. Mm-hmm. Right. However, that never happens or like, you know, like you never say that. Like, why are you being so weird? No. Why don't you just emasculate him? Just take his pants down and just cut it off. Like at this point, like that's basically what's happening. But I do think there is something to be said about being polite in the delivery of Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you could have done this a little bit differently or maybe so, you know, X, Y and Z. But I just think that there is something to be said about always having your partner or whoever it is having their back oh, when you're in mixed sure. company and around other people. But in private, having those conversations of correction, which I think is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's such a detriment to relationships. I just, it just, it's, and I see women do it a lot. And I think it mm-hmm. comes, I really do believe it comes from frustration from other things. Uh, absolutely. They're not mad about that thing. They're mad about something he did a week that's ago. That's the straw or something that broke the camel's back. to do and then he makes one dumb joke in front of everybody and you're like that's so dumb why would you even joke about that it's like not even funny like i see that happen all the and i'm like and you wonder why you guys aren't happy you know like and you see that that is a whole topic for another day because like because we can go into this is like the intro i feel like we've got a lot of episodes coming but um yeah, I think we, I think we, you know, I think we're gonna, we're gonna leave it here. I think we have okay. said, I think we have said a lot. Um, so, yeah, I went on some tangents. I don't know if anything was cohesive, it was just stream you know, of consciousness. It's stream of conscious. We talked about everything. I don't even know what I'm gonna title this, but it's gonna be, <laughs> we'll see. We'll this see. is just part one. 
part one so much i think when we honestly when we sit down and we have conversations it does just flow yeah i really like i think that that is something to be said just about the friendship like when we first met that night it was just instant banter instant banter yeah yeah I, i really do feel like there is something to be said i keep saying that but there's something to be said about communicating with people on that same frequency yeah when the conversation just flows, you don't have to overthink. You yep. don't have to question. It's just a, uh, it's very natural and organic. So I just want to say thank you for Aww. inviting me on and allowing me to have this conversation. I feel like we could seriously speak for hours. We on could speak for hours. It's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me and uh, part two coming soon. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thank you.